Hey guys, it's Dr. Childs here. Today we're going to be talking about something a little bit different. We're going to veer away from the thyroid and we're going to be focusing on uh, other hormones. So we're going to be talking about birth control side effects that I think everyone should be aware of. We're not just going to be talking about those sort of typical side effects, breast tenderness and so on. Uh, instead, I want to focus on some of what I would refer to as the more sinister type of side effects. So things like your increased risk of cancer, um, weight gain, uh, melasma, some of these other an increased risk of autoimmune diseases and so on. <clears throat> some of these I think are not really um, discussed for many with when with many women before they start taking birth control pill and yet we have plenty of studies to show that these are real issues so I want to talk about that um, before I do I want to talk about the way that I look at birth control pills um, and oral contraceptives and why I think that they're a problem and what the big problem is with them and I think what that really has to do with is how these pills impact the normal hormone system in your body and what blows me away is that most women do not even understand what they're doing uh, they think or at least it's perhaps it's sold to them in this way that these pills are somehow balancing their sex hormones in their body when that isn't true at all what is happening is you are taking a synthetic man-made hormone which doesn't look like or it looks similar but it's not the exact same as the hormones your body produces so you're sticking this abnormal sort of funky uh, manipulated version of estrogen um, and or progesterone depending on which medication you're taking and what this is doing is th these hormones are completely shutting down your normal hormone, hormone production of estrogen and progesterone in your body and so they're taking over the synthetic versions are taking over for the real versions and what this does is it um, completely interferes with the hypothalamic pituitary ovarian access and that's a that's a you know another story we're going to talk about that a little bit as we talk about the side effects but you need to be aware that this is what's happening so they are not bringing um, they're not bringing balance to your hormones um, what they're doing is they're completely shutting down the normal hormone system that you have and so I think as long as you understand this you can kind of understand how birth control pills may cause problems that you're not necessarily thinking that they might cause including risk of cancer and so on so let's talk about some of these things um, I have a list here if you want to, to check what I would refer to as the more common symptoms of birth control which might include bloating breast tenderness spotting headaches mood changes irritability miscycles, cycles nausea I'm not really talking about those those are technically associated with many birth control pills again I want to focus on some of the more nuanced side effects which are very real um, but still uh, I would describe as much more intense than those uh, but not as not quite as common I would say well kinda depends on what you're looking at and we'll talk about those numbers in a second let's talk about the first one because this one this one absolutely um, is mind-boggling to me but what it is is it's an increased risk definitive increased risk in breast cancer in women who are taking birth control pills and this isn't a necessarily a small increased risk um, in fact this this risk is as high as 20 percent so I have the study pulled up which I um, which I link to here so 20 percent increased risk of breast cancer when using oral birth control pills and here it is um, and I'm just gonna read this expert excerpt to you so you understand it says the recent recent Danish cohort study reported a 20 percent increased risk of breast cancer among current and recent hormonal contraception users these results are largely consistent with previous studies so what they're saying is yep it's 20 percent and yep we've already known this for a while and this is come this has come out in 2018 in August so this was about a year ago actually so this is a 20 percent increase risk for women who are using birth control pills now can you just imagine if I told you any other therapy that I was selling or whatever any, anything that you found out there had that kind of risk associated with it people would freak out but how many of you listening to this are taking birth control pills and how many of you are aware that that risk exists right that it just it's crazy to me now the the real thing we, we kinda have to dissect this a little more because 
there will be people that will say, well, technically, bioidentical hormones can be associated with a risk of cancer and so on, to which I would respond, yes, that is technically true. However, if you are using a bioidentical estrogen with a bioidentical progesterone, that risk is completely negated, unless, of course, you are taking only estrogen with very high without the protective effects of progesterone and in very high doses. So, you know, technically there is some truth to that statement, but if you're using the bioidentical ones, then the um, then that risk is largely mitigated. And it, in fact, it's lower than what it would be otherwise. And then I'm going to have some people who would say, surely this can't be true because if that, if this were the case, then, you know, I would know or my doctor would tell me or the pharmaceutical company would tell me. Um, to which I would respond, I wouldn't put as much uh, trust or faith in the pharmaceutical industry as, as you probably think. In fact, I have linked out that as recent as 2011, there was a, a lawsuit against a company for, and I have this link here if you want to check it out. Um, but and what ended up happening is this pharmaceutical company produced a medication called Avandia, um, which is for diabetes. And what this this medication ended up doing was increasing the risk of cardiac um, cardiac related death. So people were dying of heart attacks and, and other cardiac related issues. And they, they, they hid these results. In fact, it wasn't, it didn't come out until later that this occurred because I believe it was a doctor from the Mayo Clinic did a lot of research and sort of led the charge. And then they ended up paying out 3.5 billion to settle these lawsuits after they, they hid it. So don't think that this, it, it, this is possible that something like this could happen in 10 years with the pharmaceutical companies who are producing um, these birth control pills. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Not trying to scare anybody. I'm just saying 20% is a real risk. And, um, you know, I wouldn't take that lightly. So number two would be weight gain. So again, this is another very controversial issue for some reason. Um, what you have are, are sort of two groups of patients or two groups of people looking at it in a different way. On one side, you have women who have used birth control who clearly state, um, and who have clearly experienced weight gain as a result of taking birth control. And on the other hand, you have doctors who say birth control does not cause, um, does not cause weight gain and there's no studies to prove it. Now, what I say here is that is kind of true that what, what doctors are saying that there are really not a lot of studies that prove that oral contraceptives cause weight gain. But that doesn't mean that they don't cause weight gain. Uh, in fact, you have to realize and understand how studies work in order, and how they get results. So it's very possible for both statements to be true, that birth control pills can cause weight gain, which is what a lot of patients experience, but it can also be true that doctors state that there aren't a lot of studies that prove that's the case, right? Because uh, just because it hasn't been proven yet um, doesn't mean that it isn't true. It could be true in future studies or they just need to adjust the study or they need to make it better and then once they do, then it will show that that's the case. But you have a lot of people showing um, or complaining and endorsing that they do indeed gain weight after starting birth control pills. In fact, I was also able to find a study here which showed that Depo-Provera, women who use Depo-Provera gained an average of 11.2 pounds over 36 months, which is three years. So we definitely have some studies that show that that's the case. Um, now, the way I look at this, the weight gain and the um, oral contraceptive issue or birth control pill issue, uh, I believe, and at least I have seen this to be true in my experience, that if you use contraceptives, these, these birth control pills, and you already overweight to begin with, your risk of developing more weight gain is much higher than if you were a normal weight um, before you started. And we see that exact same thing happen in menopausal women. So if you're, a, if you're going into menopause and you're already, let's say, 20 pounds overweight, you're much more likely to gain another 10 or 15 pounds, whereas a woman who is a normal weight um, is less likely to gain any weight if she goes into menopause. So it's, you know, that's one of those unfair things that just exists in the world because if you're already overweight, the last thing you want is extra weight on top of it, but that seems to be the, the case, and I would say that, that I've seen that to be true in both menopause and to some degree with birth control pills. So number three, menstrual irregularities. Um, 
if you remember, I talked sort of about this thing called the hypothalamic pituitary ovarian axis, and we're going to get back to that in just a second. Um, but a lot of women end up taking birth control pills because they're trying to fix menstrual irregularities, right? Or they have some sort of um, issue related to intense cramping or so something related to their hormones. They're experiencing some symptom related to those hormones. So the idea is, well, if you take the birth control, you completely shut down that system, and then you won't have those issues anymore. And in that way, you're really just masking the problem, right? You're not actually fixing it. Um, but that's what a lot of that's how a lot of doctors and uh, patients, I guess, approach birth control pills. Now, the problem is, remember, they come back and they shut down that normal system, the hypothalamic pituitary ovarian axis, which is this feedback loop which generates and allows your body to create the hormones that it needs. Birth control pills shut that down. Um, now, the problem is the shutting down or, or the incomplete shutting down or the, the over shutting down of this thing can result in extra uh, or some symptoms relating uh, menstrual irregularity. So you can get um, breakthrough bleeds even when you're taking it or you can end up having issues when you go off of it. Uh, in fact, a lot of women end up well, I shouldn't say a lot, but some women, um, after they stop taking birth control, it takes their body a lot of time to kick back into gear, this hypothalamic pituitary ovarian axis, the HPO axis. And what happens as the body is trying to get back to where it was previously, it's not able to. And it results in infertility in women who are who go off the pill and they are not able to actually have their normal ovulatory cycles for many months, potentially. Uh, it kind of depends. Sometimes you can get it back in a couple months. Sometimes it takes 10 plus or um, even longer. It just sort of depends. And this is one of the symptoms associated with a condition called um, post-birth control syndrome. Uh, which is a constellation of symptoms that results after you stop taking your birth control pills and it's felt to be caused uh, or the result of this suppression of this HPO system. Um, so just keep that in the back of your mind. Number four, another one I think which is pretty um, important would be melasma. And so melasma is sometimes referred to as the mask of pregnancy. And it is a condition um, in which you develop a hyperpigmentation of the skin, typically in the facial area. Um, and so you can kind of see in this picture, um, here, this sort of demarcated dark line here, so all on the cheek down here, this would be um, the melasma, and it's this hyperpigmentation. And what happens is, um, your this can develop because of estrogen stimulation um, on melanocytes. And melanocytes are the um, this portion of your skin cells that produce pigment, right? So they make your skin either darker or lighter, depending on how much pigment they are producing or not producing, I should say. And so estrogen tends to stimulate these melanocytes. Now, if it does that, it can cause hyperpigmentation in this area that you're seeing here. Um, it, can, it can cause it in other areas too, by the way, but we're talking about melasma. We typically talk about the face. Um, and so normally this occurs in pregnancy when estrogen levels increase just naturally, right? There's naturally um, increase during pregnancy as a protective effect on the child. But remember, the birth control pills, they sort of act in a similar way, right? They're not really estrogen uh, molecules in your body, although they kind of look like it. So, but they are still stimulating the estrogen receptors on certain cells. So, if you flood your body with a lot of um, oral contraceptives or these these man-made synthetic um, estrogens, they can latch on and activate the receptors in your skin, which may result in symptoms of excess estrogen, and in this case, melasma. So, the question is, how common is this? Now, I have some studies linked to here that you can click on and look at, um, but these studies suggests it might be high as 24% of patients who take birth control have some degree of melasma. Now, just because you take it doesn't mean you'll get it quite as you know bad as, as this particular patient here, um, but maybe to some degree that it exists, you know, maybe to the point where it's not even noticeable in, in that 24%. Um, I have a, kind of a hard time believing that it's that high in, in everybody, but 
you know, I'm not, a, I don't see a lot of patients on birth control. Uh, in fact, most people come to me to either get off of it um, or because they're dealing with the consequences of stopping it. And so I sort of have a biased um, view in that way because I just, I don't put a lot of people on it. Um, another one, number five, another important side effect would be the potential increased risk of developing yeast infections. Now, when I refer to yeast infections, I'm talking about all types and, well, not all types, but predominantly I'm talking about oral or thrush, which is the sort of white, hairy um, uh, overgrowth of yeast in your, in your tongue and in your mouth area. Then you can also get candida, which is the gut version of overgrowth of uh, fungal uh, of, uh, of the yeast. And then you can also, of course, get vaginal yeast uh, infections. So these are all caused by um, a similar uh, species, which is usually referred to as candida. It can be other things as well, but we usually typically refer to it as candida. Um, and for some reason, it seems to be that women who take birth control pills have a much higher risk of, de of developing all of these type types of condition compared to women who are not on it. And the, there's, a, there's a lot of issues for this. You probably heard of a lot of cleanses and diets and, and therapies targeted at at uh, clearing up candida and the reason for that is simple it can result in all sorts of symptoms ranging from acne to depression to food cravings um, to weight gain to abdominal bloating and and so on a lot of serious and um, um, not life-threatening but quality of life um, threatening symptoms can occur as a result of candida infections and so I, th I think it's a I think it's still a big deal um, number six would be an increase in autoimmune diseases so there's another big one but we know that hormonal contraceptives um, increase the risk of developing certain autoimmune diseases. So I have a list here that I've taken directly from studies that I've looked at, and it says um, in the case of birth control pills, uh, taking them, and they're referring to birth control pills, may increase your risk of developing multiple sclerosis, which is MS, which you probably heard of, ulcerative colitis, and Crohn's disease, both of which are um, forms of inflammatory bowel disease, otherwise known as IBD, lupus, and interstitial cystitis, which is a, um, it's a, I don't know if uh, it's technically classified as an autoimmune disease, um, although that classification might have changed, but it causes basically what's, what are um, the symptoms of recurrent uh, urinary tract infection, even though it technically isn't an infection, it's more of an inflammatory response um, uh, in, that, in that area. Um, but it's very difficult to treat and difficult to deal with. Now, interestingly enough, oral contraceptives seem to provide some protective benefit to developing hyperthyroidism. So you actually are less likely to develop hyperthyroidism and Graves' disease. Um, but on the other hand, uh, even the low-dose progesterone-only birth control pills that doctors will try and get you on um, have been associated with eczema, contact dermatitis, alopecia, acne, and hives. So these are all other conditions that you really don't want to be developing. They're mostly related to the skin here, um, but alopecia certainly is still an autoimmune disease as well. And they all, all are impacting your immune system in some way. So you should definitely be aware that that's the case. I would say that um, if there's any alternative and you already have an existing autoimmune disease, then you should try that alternative before you get, before you get placed on the, um, the birth control pills. Um, last, I don't want to focus too much on this because I think most doctors actually do talk about that, um, talk about this one, and that is the risk of developing blood clots um, as a result of taking birth control pills. So most doctors won't even prescribe birth control pills to women who are... Um, who, who are smokers because of that increased risk associated with smoking um, and the development of blood clots anyways. Um, and so this is, this is well known. It just, it just so happens that um, estrogen has a stimulatory effect um, on the coagulation in the blood. And so the more estrogen you take, um, the, the more likely you are to develop clots. And then the clots can develop in your legs and they can go to your lungs and that would be a pulmonary embolism. Um, and then, by the way, if blood clots end up going to your brain, which is 
not likely to happen in, in younger women, that would be a stroke. Okay. And so, um, and so on. So I, you just need to be aware that this is the case. But again, most doctors will talk to you about that, um, and, and tell you, give you some options. So I wanted to focus, I wanted this video to mostly focus on those, those side effects because I think they're very concerning and perhaps the most concerning. But I also wanted to write about what you can do instead. I'm not going to talk about those things, but I want you to know there's plenty of articles, um, that, that I have on my website, um, including articles focused on how to treat and manage PCOS and so on, which can help you sort of understand what you can be doing instead of using birth control to balance your hormones. Um, because most women are placed on birth control um, either because they have a condition such as PCOS or PMS or PMDD um, or some sort of hormone imbalance. Um, they're placed on birth control to fix that sort of issue. And then there's another group of women who use it for as a contraceptive uh, to prevent pregnancy. So we'll talk about the preventing of pregnancy in a minute. But if you're using it for the former group, which is because you have hormone imbalances, then there probably is a better way um, to do that. And so I have a lot of therapies that you can look at here, including the use of some bioidentical hormones, including progesterone cream and so on. So if you, if you fit into that category, take a look um, at some of the things that I have here listed on this, and I think you'll find a lot of help there. Now, what if, you're using, what if you're using birth control as a contraceptive? So what sort of alternative can you look at then? So my recommendation would be, um, if possible, to use an IUD, but not a hormone-secreting IUD, um, but to instead use the copper IUD. So I think that's probably uh, the best of the worst in this scenario. Uh, because you're still able to uh, prevent um, unwanted pregnancy if that's your goal, uh, but you can forego the increase of the sy synthetic hormones. Now, there are a couple IUDs. One of them secretes hormones, and that's known as the Mirena, um, and the one who that does not secrete any hormones, and it just is a mechanical disruptor of the uterine, and it prevents implantation um, or the uterine lining. That's known as the copper IUD. Now, most doctors, for whatever reason, they just they love to give them Mirena when you, they talk about the IUD. In fact, it almost seems that the word IUD has become synonymous with the Mirena, not with the copper IUD. So if you go to your doctor for and you want to use it in the setting of contraceptive uh, or as a contraceptive, then you're probably going to have to ask for the copper IUD by name because your doctor is probably going to automatically think you want the Mirena instead. So just be aware of that. Um, again, the copper IUD is not perfect, but it has the studies show that it has a similar, um, uh, it prevents pregnancy at the same rate as the Mirena does. So there's no real issue there. Um, so it still is, is just as effective um, as the Mirena, but it doesn't come up with all the side effects that we're talking about here, simply because it doesn't secrete and pump hormones into your body. Um, so again, you can read about that here. Uh, if you do decide to use the copper IUD, then I'd probably recommend that you also use some zinc, and zinc can help balance that sort of copper, um, because in, invariably there will be some copper that gets absorbed into your body as you keep it there. So that's pretty much it. There's a lot of information that we could have gone over that I just sort of skimmed over. Um, but if you're taking birth control pills, um, if you're worried about it, if you're thinking about it, if you don't even know what to do, then I would recommend that you take a look at this article. Um, I have... Uh, I think about 20, 20 resources to the articles about the claims that I make in here. So you can look all those up and see what I'm talking about. I'm not just making this stuff up. Um, and I would recommend that you become educated before you use birth control. If you already taken it and you're worried or anything like that and you have any questions, feel free to leave them in the comments below and I'll do my best to answer those. Uh, but otherwise, I'll see you guys in the next one.